We are here to talk about our newest adventure, Druid in the Sewers, as being released end of January, beginning of February. Fingers crossed for end of January. Uh, this is Dumpstat Adventures. I am Steven. I am Chris. And uh, we are here to rock your world with wow. our hot bodies. Please edit that out. Nope. <laughs> Keeping it. Okay, I'm glad this is a podcast and so no one can actually see us then. So uh, we are going to be going through the newest adventure, uh, Druid in the Sewers, where uh, we're going to give our design thoughts, what we envisioned for certain parts, what we had to cut, what made us sad that we had to cut, what are some changes that we liked, especially after our first playthrough, uh, playtest with our table. And everybody had an opinion, which and was fine. my opinion was the correct one. Yes. Because I ran it, and I'm the motherfucking arbiter. Supreme, Are we allowed to cuss in this podcast? Supreme, hell yeah. All right, good. My, you know, the only people that are going to listen to this are my children, and uh, they live with me, so it's fine. Okay. Can I teach them new words? Uh, yes. Sweet. We'll just go ahead and start out. We have, of course, the first page uh, where we go over the summary of it. For those that don't know, you guys can pick up our adventure off of the DMs Guild. It is a pay-what-you-want, which means it's free. Please grab it. <laughs> if you feel like it deserves a dollar, I wouldn't say no to it. I do have a small Chihuahua Beagle mix to feed all of the delicious puppy dog food to. She would really appreciate not going hungry. We are starting in the city of Chadbridge, and unfortunately, there seems to be mushrooms that are popping up all over town, uh, causing quite a ruckus. There's some people going missing throughout the city, and the guards are in a bit of uh, panic, not sure what to do. Yeah, uh, that was actually one of the things that we had to change up, and it was some good uh, feedback we got when we ran this. Uh, we originally had the guards fighting we came upon it and the guards were fighting the spore carriers but well that... before we go into that uh how about let's just talk about how we originally came up with the idea uh, i there. came up with everything and you just piggybacked on it, i guess <laughs> um actually no uh we had kicked around a we had a list of different things we wanted to do and this was the one we decided to land on first i'm not really sure why i think it was one of your ideas and it was one of the more interesting ones so yeah i mean druid in the sewers you know a, a tale as old as time you know yeah exactly i think that was part of it was it was something a little unique compared to some of the other yeah and we like the idea i mean what doesn't get better when you throw zombies into something not that these are zombies these are spore carriers yes which are different fancy zombies yeah but basically the, the basic idea for those that are running it for those that might be playing in it Maybe we don't listen to this uh, in-depth episode about it all. <laughs> uh, but for those that are going to be running it, the idea was uh, this druid named Leaf uh, was out in the forest one day, like you do, and uh, spotted uh, some mushrooms, did some druidic magic to it, and unfortunately these mushrooms were a little bit more... Evil might be too strong of a word for it. Uh, very focused on continuing their species. And unfortunately took over our pal Leaf. And now that he has been affected with the mushrooms, he is the only interest he has now is furthering the mushrooms. So basically he's been on one long, horrible trip from messing with mushrooms. Yes. Okay. And this is a nice PSA, I think, where we can say, don't do drugs like Leaf. Don't do mushrooms like Leaf. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Chris will agree with that one. Very good. That was quiet for a little bit, but I'll jump on that. (laughs) And so he, uh, we're out in the forest as a mushroom druid. He could be fine. He has now, uh, the spores have now set their sights on the city of Chadbridge. This would be the closest city to them. And of course you can change this out with any city that you have if you're running this in your own home world. Uh, And so the mushrooms have made their home in the sewers. It's a nice, dark, moldy place. Damp, yes. Uh, And has found a central area in the sewers that would be a great place to launch their salt onto the city. And so over the next uh, several weeks, the mushrooms are uh, gathering more and more uh, Yeah, they're popping up all over the city. Yeah. They're starting to... They have little mushroom tendrils popping up around the city, and then they also have uh, these dead bodies that uh, they're infecting with their spores and turning them into these spore carriers. That's kind of how the story starts out for Leaf. Now for your characters, we have a couple of ways that you can easily get them into it. This could be a city that they go to all the time, and so they're starting to see these mushrooms everywhere. Maybe it's a little concerning, maybe it's not. Or this is the... Uh, the first time they've ever been to this city. And so after a long day of travel, they're weary and want to find an inn. Um, they can come across this city that seems to be almost on the verge of being being attacked by the first wave of these spore carriers. That brings up a good point. We tried to put a set of options in. The original thought was maybe a choose-your-own-adventure. We stuck with some of that, but I think there are... We leave it open for the DM to make choices, depending on how he wants to play it. As you go through, you'll see there's option one, option two, uh, and the big one is at the end, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, and I think one of the interesting things uh, about this adventure is that uh, there is a good bit at the end for the DM to decide, hey, do I want Leaf to be a bigger deal uh, and maybe uh, mess with these players for several sessions, or is this just like a fun little one-off where they can feel like uh, the badass heroes? And we do have an adventure plant that will be releasing probably probably three, four months uh, down the line that will follow and continue the story of Leaf uh, that will involve uh, assassination attempts on the Earl of Chadbridge. And then we have a third, as we want Leaf to be a trilogy, that we're still working out the details on, but we'll continue with Leaf out in probably the forest. And so the players will get to do a little bit of traveling and have a little bit of scenery as they're chasing Leaf through this uh, three-session story arc. Yeah, that that sounds about right. I mean, that's kind of our goal for the year, I think, is we'll just stick with this storyline. We may, you know, branch out a little bit, but... I mean... I think a trilogy, if, if it's good enough for the original Star Wars, it's good enough for us. Yeah, original Star Wars. Mm, let's not go there. Okay. The prequels no, also don't. had three. Don't. Please don't. And the newquels, uh, I'm copywriting that term now, <laughs> will also have three. And I think, you know, three quills of Star Wars is... The last movie ruined it for me and I want to change the subject. Okay. We'll we'll totally leave. I'm sorry. We'll uh, totally leave leave the druid, and we will digress into a two hour conversation about what's wrong with the last movie. So, I apologize. I seem to have triggered Chris somehow. Yes, I I feel strongly about this. You were the oldest millennial I've ever seen. Anyways, 
Let's go. Let's get moving on here. Scene one. Yes. Um, Originally, uh, we had uh, the spore carriers attacking guards. Uh, we realized no one cares about guards. <laughs> Very true. No one cares about, you know. Yeah, fathers the, and brothers yeah the feedback we got was it wasn't a very strong hook for the party uh you know kind of wander up and in the distance is the tavern that they're going to um and then to be able to get there they see you know these sport carries fighting guards and half the party that we were playing with was like eh, let's just go into the inn and the other half were like eh, i think this is what we're supposed to do so you know, again, going with the, we leave it as an option, but to be able to continue the story, they have to kind of get involved. We added uh, a little twist to it. The spore carriers are no longer attacking the guards right away. They are attacking pregnant women, children, and puppies. No, they're attacking two small children um, that basically... Personally, it's fine if the children die. Yeah, I know. You're just... Um, I wanted puppies. Steven said no. So everybody loves children except for Steven. And it makes it a little bit more like, oh, my God, we have to save the children. Yeah. So, And this isn't Skyrim where you can't kill the children. Yeah. Now you can kill the children. Excellent. Unless the DM says you can't, which I would always allow. Yeah, I know, because uh, my children are great. He wouldn't kill them. They're awesome. The change, I think, actually helps draw them in. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, that was probably the best feedback we got from doing the, the beta test. Well, I think the best feedback we got was, Stephen is the best. Stephen is the greatest. Bless Stephen. May he enter our hearts. Oh, Stephen. You see what I have to put up with now. The, it, it was interesting, <laughs> and it hurt my feelings, that the, the general feedback we got was the mechanics were great. The story needed some work. Yeah, who worked on the mechanics? You did. No. Who worked on the story? You did. Yeah. So what did I do? I cried a little bit. But, you know, actually, you know, without the feedback, only be made better. And that's what that's why we did it. Without the feedback, it can only be made better. Shh, quiet. You're drinking all the coffee. With the (laughs) (laughs) See, exact that's I think that's my subconscious talking. (laughs) Yeah. It's better when other people don't look at it. Yes. Hopefully the party will rush in and try and save the children. The guards will then arrive to assist them. And hopefully they save the children. Steven is DMing this, uh, so he doesn't care. The children are just like a uh, a small toy. A plot hook. That's the word. Plot hook. Yep. Once the... Now, do you want to explain uh, the uniqueness about the spore carriers and what happens? We'll get there. I think we uh, we can go on to the next scene. Um, okay. You know, the idea is we originally had guards there. We changed them out for children in the hope that this will tug on the heartstrings more and players will want to do the right thing and not watch little Susie die. Unless you're a player. Now, after uh, they protect little Susie and uh, Timmy, who fell in the well, uh, they will be approached by the guard captain, known as Timon, or Timon Beller. A lot of uh, arguments over the pronoun Timon, the correct pronunciation for Timon Beller. Obviously, it's uh, Timon, as in Timon and Pumbaa. But 
So the captain of the guard will uh, approach the adventurers, thank them for their service, and offer to buy them a drink. And he will instruct the other guards to deal with the bodies. Uh, and the way that they're dealing with these bodies is lighting them on fire, because they don't really know what they're doing. But they know that plants burn, and these spore carriers are covered in mushrooms. And it seems like the best way to get rid of it. Yeah, and that's the, one of the things that we also it was noted in there is if uh, any of the party members die in this first battle, which just is sad, they <laughs> make me laugh so much. Yeah, they light the party member on fire. Well, they offer, you know, here's the torch. Do you guys want to go ahead and do it? No, oh, I would. It would only end in tears if you didn't. He's dead. What do we care? Yeah. So make sure you loot the body first. Of course. The oh, and that's kind of an important thing. The adventure is set up for fifth level characters, Correct. fourth to sixth, um, depending on how many players are involved. Yeah, I would say, four, I would, I would four say to five. it's more set up for level four to five characters. Right. It'd be uh, it'd be very hard for level four characters. This should be more of an, uh, a medium to hard ish uh, one shot or um, session for fifth level for fifth level characters yeah that sounds about right and of course adjust as you need for your table you know add in more scary spore carriers take away them if you run a a little bit easier campaign for them it it all depends on your table but this is generally set up for level four to five characters and about four fifth level characters or five fourth level characters so timon will bring them into the in that they were going to go to uh it's called mothers and bring them up to the bar to get a drink um and i will let steven talk about our lovely uh bartender named mother uh mother is a powerfully built half-orc female she has scars running down her arms and she makes no effort to hide them she is proud of who she is yes and uh probably a bit abrasive but she seems to have a thing for uh Timon Beller. Oh, he's grizzled, old man, salt and pepper, hair. That's pretty hot. I understand where she's coming from. <laughs> Anyways, the if you're going to roleplay it, um, we've discussed that mother sounds like she's smoked two packs of Marlboro Reds for the last 50 years. Well, two packs every morning <laughs> for the last 50 years. Yes. So, Do the thing. No. Uh... <laughs> The, How you doing, sweetheart? There you go. Yeah, you're the DM, so you get to do the voices. Uh, Can I get you something? What do you want? Um, hey, Timon, you're looking good today. You want the special? I'm the special. Oh, boy. So they'll get their drink. There'll be a little flirting going on. Steven makes himself laugh a lot. Um, <laughs> That's because I am the funniest thing in this entire podcast. Pretty much. Pretty much. Seeing as there's only two of us. One of us had to be the funniest. Wait, but I thought you were the serious one, too, so I'm, what, comic relief for you? You're basically the rubber that I bounce all the jokes off of. Fantastic. <laughs> and then I make myself laugh from <laughs> Timon, and I'm sorry, but that's the correct pronunciation. Timon, sorry. Yeah. Will offer them uh, a job. Yeah. He wants them to eradicate the mushroom plague. They know that the spore carriers are coming from the sewers. Yes, it's uh, been observed by the general populace that they have seen these uh, spore carriers walking out of the sewers. And so he has sent his men to board up most of the entrances. There's one entrance that hasn't been completely boarded up yet. 
he's you know this is kind of a great time for the adventures to arrive for him because it's either he goes down there with all of his guards and maybe several of his guards die and he is great really greatly reduced in strength mm-hmm. all the guards die and then the city is unprotected or they board up the sewer so much that the spore carriers are just kind of building up in power down there you know grabbing you know undead rats or things like that and like building themselves up so much that when they do burst from the sewer that they are far too powerful for him and his guards to control and so everything's kind of bad news for him until these adventurers show up and they probably handedly destroyed those uh spore carriers that were attacking uh little Susie and timmy who fell down the well and so this is a great opportunity for him he has a little bit of extra gold he can pass it along to the party if they're willing to go into these sewers sounds about right there's a couple notes on role-playing him i actually really liked some of the things that we put in there and then there's also, he will have a limited amount of information about what he knows about them and encourages them to talk to some of the townsfolk. Yeah. We have a list of different rumors. There's some red herrings. There's some actually really important ones. Yeah. And part of that is just that, you know, he's he's been busy fighting these spore carriers. He hasn't really had time to go through all of his paperwork. And this has been going on for about two weeks now that these spore carriers have been active. And it's been... Probably about a month or so since the last time that they saw Leaf. Yeah, party hopefully accepts. You know, as I like to say in our blog, players do dumb shit all the time. Well, and I I think the offering of 500 gold pieces uh, will be pretty nice for any adventuring party, even if they're like, ah, it's not that much money, but, you know, you guys seem to be in trouble. Um, And of course, always adjust rewards based off of your uh campaign is money tight is money uh bountiful everything's adjustable yes of course so party accepts they rest because they just got into town they need to you know Mm -hmm. take that long rest or if they want to immediately set out they can true um we don't advise it it's dark i brought a nightlight fantastic i always play races that don't have dark vision so i need a nap well that's because you are horrible at role-playing and you assume if you can't see in the dark neither should your character and that way you can really get into a skin screw those guys man you always have at least 10 torches and why 10 that's a lot of torches where do you put them well that's because torches only last for an hour next morning they get up and they trudge down to the entrance uh this main sewer entrance um and as they are heading down to the sewer entrance One of the guards comes rushing up to them in a panic and says, things are going terribly wrong and please hurry. They run down to the sewer entrance, hopefully, get there, and the scene they come upon is what, Stephen? The scene they come across is uh, these four carriers are breaking through the barricade, um, and there are several guards there that have the ability to... uh, Die. Basically die. Guards don't have a whole lot of health as we are using the guard stat block in the monster manual and monster manual on page 347. Uh, So they have like 11 health, I think it was. And so they're not going to last very long against these CR1 creatures. (laughs) And so they will quickly uh, die unless the party helps. And so um, they can help support the party, which is always nice. Mm -hmm. But basically these spore carriers will burst from the sewer attack these guards this is the time um 
where we have like a small little roll. You can see if the guards flee immediately, if they stumble back and hide behind the party, or if they immediately attack these spore carriers. That third option is probably going to get them all killed, but unless your party's fast enough, yeah. they uh, gave their lives for something greater than themselves, like yeah. mushrooms. Mushrooms, yeah. <laughs> um, and again, this is another one of those uh, places that we put options that you can have. I think one of the things that when we were doing some research and looking at some of the other one-shots that were out there, uh, and there's a lot of good ones. What did we play the other day, the one that, the, the, the goat? That was a great one. Oh, um, oh, I know what you're talking about. It's uh, by Winghorn Publishing, I think yes. it was. Yeah, let's not uh, hawk everyone else's stuff. No, but... Uh, they need to pay our advertising rate. Yeah, exactly. A dollar. The, which is more than we'll get for this. The thing that I think I saw was just, it was very, looking at it, it was just step one, step two, step three, kind of straightforward. And I, I like the twist of giving you some different scenarios to play out i think it kind of gives it a nice little twist so once they get through they defeat them uh timon shows back up uh, because the guard that went to get him runs away because yeah that's what he does says okay yeah this is why we have you here uh go into the sewers uh, we'll hopefully see you soon or not and the party enters into the sewers. Now, the sewers have a couple twists to them. They are, it's a narrow passageway. Uh, you can walk two by two in the, uh, until they get into a room. So it does make it a little challenging if you do run in something into the passageways. Um, and it's dark. It's very dark. So bring a torch. Yeah, and to go along with that, the sewers, um, you should definitely make sure that you show that there are signs of mushrooms and that uh, the Nature Boy leaf is here. Um, you can have, uh, I described that there are mushrooms kind of growing from mm -hmm. around like the sewer tunnels and through the cracks and stuff. A couple of them are like faintly glowing. Um, a couple of them seem to give off like a putrid smell, you know kind of twist it so like it's not just one type of mushroom growing here but a wide variety like the the main mushroom that's taking over these bodies are uh also bringing in even more nature with it you know it's not only this one type of mushroom is here that murders right. you it's it's a variety of nature and that kind of goes along with the druid right even though he is taken over by this mushroom colony he still wants to spread nature everywhere and so he's also uh you know he could be druid crafting these mushrooms into the sewer or it's more of like layer effects and this would be maybe at fifth level uh one of the first times that your players have gone into layer effects because of leaf's abilities uh this layer the sewer is starting to take on a greater shape of nature around it right and i know you shut me down before but now might be the good time to tell them about the mushrooms well, of course uh now that you guys have fought these four carriers twice Quite successfully, I should add. Uh, one of the fun things about them <laughs> Unless is... Steven's your DM and you're already dead. <laughs> That's only because I don't like you. Uh, the uh, the fun thing about the Spore Carriers is that once they get knocked down to zero HP, uh, the mushrooms are pulsating and expanding so much that on that last hit, they explode out and um, basically exploding their spores within uh, five feet of them in all directions 
and when they are uh, anyone that is within there must make a DC 13 con save. Yep. Not too difficult for the party members like barbarian or fighters that are going to be there, but they might get a bad roll. And on a bad roll, they'll take some poison damage and they get one level of exhaustion that can't be removed unless, and it specifies, unless done by a lesser restoration spell. Correct. And this is a type of disease. And so that is covered in the lesser restoration stat block. Hopefully they have a cleric uh, as this level of exhaustion cannot be removed by sleeping. And so... Every time that they uh, interact with these spore carriers, after the first initial one, they should realize, hey, these guys are going to explode around us. We need to figure out how to work with that. Yeah, because exhaustion sucks. It stacks pretty, you know, one level of exhaustion, not too bad. Three levels of exhaustion, yeah, you're in trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know no one likes to play support characters in anything, but clerics are important important people i disagree they're so important but that is another one of the uh, my favorite parts of this the other piece of this is not only do the mushrooms do that but the spore carriers do you want to explain what happens when the spore carriers die and they explode i just did no you explained the mushrooms i was talking about spore carriers oh i wasn't paying attention to you i noticed uh but so the mushrooms and the spore carriers all kind of explode mm-hmm. uh, upon death. And also, when the spore carriers bite people, uh, yes. you have to make a, a a save or become poisoned. And if you die from uh, being bitten, then you come back in 1d4 hours as a spore carrier. See, that's what I was talking about. That, that's what I wanted. The bite. The bite. And so after our initial playtest, we realized, oh, the players quickly realized Range options. Even for range options are great. It's better than being up next to the spore carriers. And so we'll be working on a couple small things of adding in uh, some things that forces the players to kind of get up close and personal with these spore carriers. And so uh, I don't, we're still working on that, so we don't quite have that yet. But probably options like the spore carriers can run up to the party and then as a full action, he can then explode, which would be fun. Kind of like the boomers in Left 4 Dead. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good thing oh, wait, for no, the party. Not Left 4 Dead. Uh, like the exploding flood in Halo. Like the big bulbous oh, yeah, sacks yeah, yeah. that then like explode and spray out like mini spore carriers. That would be hilarious. Yeah, you really just like killing players, don't you? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, but we're the, yeah, that's, we got to get on that. Once they're in the sewers, there's they're channeled towards uh, the big bad guy. Uh, but there are a few options of how they can get there. Yeah, um, the path immediately splits off to the left and right. Yeah. And now uh, Timon does can tell them, you know, probably go to the right. Um, that's kind of up to you, though, if you just want them to explore around uh, the maps that we've drawn out for uh, the sewers just focus on the main tunnels or the larger tunnels but you can also imagine that there's all these smaller tunnels kind of like crisscrossing off of it and some of these small tunnels are only like a foot by foot and they're just like drainage uh, pipes or things like that something for like rats to scurry through and cause havoc it adds a little color the and, and i have to admit the maps are beautiful my technological skills suck steven did all the maps and i have no idea 
how to do that. They are some of the best maps I've seen in a one-shot. I mean, this is not done in Word <laughs> and just thrown out there. The, the design map, of it is beautiful. Yeah, the maps were created in uh, Dungeon Painter Studios. So the individual encounter maps that we have are more of like the traditional uh, D&D from the mm -hmm. old days. And then the big map at the end of the adventure shows the entire sewer. And this is kind of more for like roll 20 or things like that. Right. Just so that people have something pre-created. They can just drop it in there. They're good to go. And when you download the adventure from DM's Guild, it should be a zip folder. And inside that should have all the maps kind of separated. So even if you're on roll 20, you just want to use the encounter maps just for fun. You can do that. And there won't right. be any of the markers on there and stuff. Yeah. No, I mean... I. I I, I love the layout. I really do. I don't want to go through every single encounter in the sewers. I just, you know, there are a lot of different types of things that the party can run into. Yeah, there's spore carriers. We've already seen them twice. I think we can pick some highlights. Yeah. Like fighting spore carriers, zombie type creatures. I mean, God, zombies are so overdone these days. So, I don't know what you're talking about. We added in some different kind of things that they can fight. And what would those be, Stephen? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. Well, uh, the second encounter, uh, encounter two, there are undead rats, uh, and they have a little bit of a boost to their AC, and they do a little bit of poison damage. Yeah. Encounter un three. Undead. That's why you need a cleric. <laughs> encounter three. Uh, there are some spore carriers working on digging out this old tunnel that's been caved in. Uh, there's also like this a bit of water that's kind of spread across the floor. It's about uh, two or three feet deep. And the idea is when they go into attacking spore carriers, some of them might like run into the water and splashing around. And when they end their turn there, uh, there are quippers kind of hiding in the water, just waiting for some food. And so when fresh meat, the unspoiled rotten meat of adventurers kind of goes into the water, like these, the quippers swarm and attack these players. And so it's kind of like a nice little surprise. Like, oh, even this, like the train's trying to kill me here. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump over to Encounter 5. Okay. And Encounter 5, instead of going right when you first enter sewers, if you go left, mm -hmm. there is a big room with a wide river uh, going across it. And in there is hiding a, uh, a giant alligator because we kind of have to call back to that, you know, myths. Yeah, the someone flushed it down the toilet. Yeah, uh, it uses the giant crocodile stats, and so basically what it's doing is uh, it's just hiding in the waters. And so when the players might decide, hey, we can just swim across this water, great. It's really hard swimming against this current. It's a very fast current going, cutting through this room, and then with the alligator there, it'll attack. So you you use. Uh... You know, if you end up underwater, you use all two paragraphs uh, about underwater combat. Yes, page 198 uh, in the PHP. Make sure you read through that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, so we've got rats. We've got spore carriers. We now have an alligator. And what's next? Uh, well, that would be an encounter four. Uh, we have thrown in a couple of cubes and oozes, uh, gelatinous cubes, the giant frightening jello monsters. That was actually one of my favorite parts of running the beta test we have one guy that been playing now for nine ten months and he runs forward every time he wherever if we're in a battle he runs straight up 
if there's something bad happening, he just runs to try and get out of range so that he can, you know, do whatever he needs to cast a spell, use a range weapon. So he ran. It's a, You're on a bridge, and there's water on both sides of you, and the gelatinous cubes are there, and they come out, and we're like, oh, shit. Well, they're hiding in the water. Right, but we we as the party decided oh yeah we're gonna reach down there's a little hook you know they find there's there's a pouch and you're like oh okay there's gonna be money in there so you reach down you know there's a cube that's never good so he ran forward and it's worked out perfectly for the plan he gets to the end and the ooze drops on him well yeah he technically he was running away from the gelatinous cubes and so as he's running across the bridge from east to west uh he got to the far edge of the cube and because gray oozes uh, cannot be discerned right. when they're uh, hiding, they just look like glistening rocks, like the rest of the sewer, he didn't realize it was above him. And so on the ooze's turn, he gets a surprise attack and just like falls, dripping, basically, yeah. on top of this player. And now with your players, of course, you can have the gray ooze kind of be wherever you need it to be along the mm-hmm. ceiling to get that like surprise effect. It's going to be a... Sn- you know, it's going to be super sneaky. And once the players get under it, it's just going to, like, drip down on them. I will say, be careful with the Great Ooze, as it does do damage to metal, uh, <laughs> non-magical <Yeah>. armor and equipment. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, all armor and equipment uh, that's not magical it does damage to. And so, you know, if someone has <laughs> on leathers... making me cough because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> uh it was it that was probably my favorite encounter in in the sewer just it it was a comedy of errors <laughs> you know i was i was actually playing in this as steven was dming it and i was taking notes um to see what was going on and that was it was just so bad from a player standpoint it worked out it was great but that was probably my favorite room where things just went terribly wrong on all angles that again that's another little point of difference you know there's a surprise attack i mean and who wants a big black bunch of ooze dropping on them nobody so that the ooze uh, wants it yeah of course ooze that, wants it so bad that was another one of steven's ideas so i'll give credit where credit's due i'm so, just a mean person yes so that was a that that's encounter four correct that okay. is an encounter four also in there is a small little side quests as it were for the party oh yeah all along the walls are uh sewer pipes valves all different types of stuff if they're kind of curious people and want to check it out they can kind of see like a lot of it's like the pressure starting to build up throughout the sewers uh they can either fix it or let timon know about that and they'll get a small little bonus you know just helping them feel like uh they're part of this world that the world is reacting to you know outside events the next one what kind of new monsters do we have next? Well, uh, they're not actually new monsters. They're uh, mushrooms. They're stationary uh, yeah. mushroom traps. And so after they deal with some spore carriers along the final uh, path to leaf, there are some trapped mushrooms that will spray out this huge amount of poison all around them. This is functioning basically the same as the yellow mold mm-hmm. on the Dungeon Master's Guide on page 105. And so this is giving them poison damage and exhaustion levels uh no Did these we... ones don't do exhaustion levels should we change that or because they're going into the final battle maybe i think not. that would be a bit much yeah i think from the way i was writing it i was just trying to do a little bit of damage from to them um just to 
Okay. Use a little bit more of their resources. Okay. Uh, that's actually a good note. We'll have to twist it up a little bit. Make me those mushrooms look a little different, maybe? Uh, they do look a little different, actually. They are light purple mushrooms with green dots. Oh, you're probably thinking I haven't read this. Anyways. Um, that's exactly what I'm thinking. So, yeah. And, and again, I'll digress for one second. Traps. Yes. I feel like traps are completely underutilized these days. I mean, anything you read, there's so few traps. You know, it used to be a chest had a trap in it. Now, every the chest is a mimic. Yeah, every goddamn time. Um, I like this. I like this part a lot. Um, I think, you know, a good trap is there. I mean, they have to make a... They can find them by making a perception uh, check? What, how, what do we end up doing there? Well, they... Interestingly... If the characters are stealthing, as they might be doing, on a DC-12 stealth check, they don't trigger the trap because they're walking too lightly oh, past yeah, it. yeah, that's right. They're not, like, uh, being heavy-footed and walking past it. So it's not actually a perception check. Okay. Now, if someone wants to make a nature check, they might be able to tell, like, these ones are slightly different. But otherwise, if the party fails a DC-12 stealth or is not stealthing at all, which would be an automatic fail, they will trigger then. Okay. And so that's, right. that's, that's how they're uh, kind of utilized as a trap. It's a little bit of a different play off of how traps work. Normally traps are, you automatically trigger mm-hmm. it, and now you need to make some sort of check so that you take half damage or something like that. And, of course, our friend that likes to run forward every time, set it off. That's fine. It was good. Um, so now we're turning the corner. The The reason that they may want to stealth is in this final passage, they can see a dim light coming in from a, a distance. Mm-hmm. So that may trigger them to want to try and sneak up there, which helps them with this. And as they, they can see it around the corner, as they round the corner, they enter into the final room. The Druid Sewer Temple. Basically, this is a big round room. Mounds of uh, refuse and mushrooms are kind of built up everywhere. And here we have a option for the DM. If they wish to continue with Leaf's story, then Leaf has the option of wild shaping into a giant rat and running away. Right. Or if they want this to just be the final fight with Leaf, then Leaf will stay and fight the party. He'll wild shape into a brown bear and attack the party until they're all dead. Uh, he doesn't really have a sense of self-preservation as he is currently taking over the mushrooms right. and mushrooms are kind of forcing the issue. That's what happens when you're on a bad trip. Yeah. Uh, when, if you take option one, which is Leaf running away from the battle, uh, there is a spore monster. This is a homebrew monster that's worked off of the shambling mound. Whereas the shambling mound is a creature that is uh, immune to lightning and has lightning absorption. Uh, we change this one around so that it is immune to poison and has poison absorption. Whenever hit with a poison effect, it would uh, regain hit points. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a interesting fight. I think that the uh, and the spore monster would like explode out of one of these mounds of refuse and right. uh, try to slam into the party. And then there's also several spore carriers there. And the interesting thing about this uh, battleground is that. Leaf has cast hallucinatory, hallucinatory terrain. That one on the room. <laughs> and so uh, looking up at the ceiling, it's like this nice big blue sky with uh, right. the sun shining down and like 
uh, the mushrooms seem to be uh, gaining some sort of sustenance from the sun shining mm-hmm. down on them. Now, that was another interesting point that was brought up, and I think we are going to add this. Uh, if Leaf does decide to fight, giving him almost a legendary action, is that what it is? Yeah, some sort of um, layer actions mm-hmm. that will uh, go on um, initiative 20 that kind of help him. It could be like random mushrooms throughout, uh, like shooting spores at the party to right. help whittle them down, especially ones that are kind of hanging off in the back. Or maybe um, another layer action could be more spore carriers kind of right. rise up. Like now is the time for them to fight. So another one rises up. And so now the party is dealing with an, another threat in the room. I like dropping the hallucinant terrain. I can't say it either now. And plunging them into darkness. That was another fun one. I mean, we're, we're working through that. But I think that was a, a, a yeah. another layer that we can put in no well problem. yeah uh, to go along with that the layer action would be the hallucinatory terrain turns into magical darkness so now no one can see and because leaf has a leaf and the zombies have like a blind sense they don't need to be able to see to attack and right. so now all of a sudden they're getting advantage on their attack rolls they know where the party is the party doesn't know where they are and because you can only take an attack of opportunity when you can see a creature they can freely move around the battlefield without uh getting hurt for that one round until it gets to initiative 20 so the reason this is a podcast and not something with video is nobody wants to see the look of glee in steven's eye as he talks about things that will kill you i love my children (laughs) even if they are covered in mushrooms i mean the 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 sly grin and twinkle in your eye when you were talking about that disturbs me greatly everyone has hobbies yes my wife likes to foster puppies i like to plan how to kill the party (laughs) yes yes we know look for that as a surprise uh when you download this for free and dm's guild yep that's where you get it yep and you know we'll we'll add the you know this is this is where we are now we have one more round of edits to go through our editor crushed us last time yeah and we're gonna put a couple new tweaks in but overall this is pretty pretty much much the finished product Mm -hmm. um we'll be adding in a couple of small things uh that we didn't go over on here but you know this is a very um this is almost a finished product that we're going over. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy with uh, kind of how this turned out. And we've put a lot of information on here. This is easily 13, 14 pages Correct. in there. So it's a very, uh, it's it's kind of a, there's a lot to take in when reading through this. And that was kind of the idea was, you know, we wanted to make sure that this had a lot of information, especially for uh, DMs that maybe aren't yet comfortable for, yeah, correct. Uh, you know, running kind of off-the-cuff type of ventures. And so this way, you got, you have a lot of information kind of going into this, and we're going to continue that with the next installment, where where Leaf is poisoning the Earl of Chadbridge. Correct. And we're still working on the plot, main plot of what's going to happen there, but that will hopefully drop in, what, three months or so? Three, three to four months yeah. is kind of our uh, plan right now. Um, and then after that, of course, we'll have the third one, which will be three to four months after that. Correct. And if you like all this, then and you want to keep Leaf around, you might want to wait uh, a couple of months before running this. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts about the adventure? No. One of the things that I think uh, I did want to mention is if you or when you uh, download this, we appreciate feedback. Getting people's opinions on things that we're working on can only make the next project better. I'm not perfect. 
I know, Stephen, don't, don't, just don't. Um, I'm perfect. Yeah. The goal is to get better as we continue to develop these. So, and also the goal is how can we make this better for DMs, first time DMs? Mm -hmm. All throughout, I have uh, page numbers based off of where you can find the monsters in the monster manual. Correct. Or I have information about, like, how does uh, this effect work? Hey, it's in the DMG. Here's underwater combat. It's on this page in the DMG. Right. If you're a experienced uh, DM with years and years and years of uh, playtime, yeah, it may, you know, you can read through it. It gives you all the information you need, and it allows you, I think, maybe to do some of the fun role-playing for some of the NPCs we have. You know, Mother's Great. Timo is great. Leaf is a fun thing at the end. But for an, a newer DM, this is a great one to run because it's all the information's in there. Your maps are laid out pretty clearly. Your reference points well, are there. And my least favorite thing uh, as a DM running through anything is, where was that page again? <laughs> well, where do I find Intellect Devourer? What? Yeah, let me go to the back and look at that. Oh, the index is so well laid out. Yeah, now I got to flip through. So you can you have your reference points right there. Um, so I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah uh, I hope you guys enjoy running it, and uh, we will be putting out another kind of look at our adventure once the next one drops, and yep. we actually have a name for it. <laughs> uh, but otherwise, uh, you can always catch our biweekly which is every other week, podcast, No Ents Here, the podcast. Yeah. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about uh, Dungeons & Dragons, 5e, all the past editions, and kind of going over our thoughts on the complicated issues in D&D. Yep. And if you uh, want to read some of the articles, if you don't like listening to our beautiful voices and you just want to go through and read some of the articles maybe that we talk about here go to our website dumpstatadventures.com i release uh gm advice every monday chris does something every week where we have some out there and then whilst we have uh, articles that go through the past editions and kind of compare how things have been evolving like the wish spell the fireball the barbarian you know there's lots of information on there we hope you take a look at it you know? and tweet us right that's the word for oh twitter. god yes yeah, tweet us on twitter at stat underscore dump steven loves twitter i don't understand it but <laughs> chris is very active and i'm sure he will like anything you have to say i have no life and i can just scroll through and read about other people's anyways thanks for listening yeah, and check out uh, the next episode of the podcast.